Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to the Red Men TV podcast. It's me inside today because yep. Paul and Chris are deathly ill, basically. Yeah, they've been bad, they've been bad for a while. Chris was in watching the game with us on was it Saturday, yeah. early on Saturday, and he was bad then. Yeah. He's still bad now. I don't think he can go to the game tonight. I think you've got a ticket yeah, for the I've game tonight. Ticket, yeah. So yeah, get get well soon, Chris, I'm sure. It was his birthday. It was his birthday. He was ill. It was his birthday yesterday, and he was basically just sick in bed. Paul's sick as well, but I don't think he's quite as bad. Yeah. He's been dragging himself in, but as you can see, he's not here. Yeah. So He's getting ready. He will be at the match tonight. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, bringing you all the coverage which you will find on our website. I oh, was so good at plugging things. Yeah. So good. I'm well, just, I'm just happy that we that I didn't catch whatever Chris had on Saturday because if I was sick for that game tonight, I was being so upset. It's still going round. I, yeah. I'm starting to feel ill. I yeah. think I'm tomorrow. I'm going to be terrible, but. That's, yeah. tonight, tonight's the big the big and I'm going to see Paul McCartney tomorrow as well mm. so I was just desperate please don't get sick please don't and I, I think I'm okay yeah for yeah. now fingers crossed touch wood all that well that's sickness anyway that is what happens in December in this country but we'll kick it off with a question from Oliver Olsen who says are Virgil van Dijk and Gomez the best centre-back partnership in the Premier League I'd, from my biased Liverpool point of view yes mm-hmm. I think most people would probably say that Laporte and Stones are better but we've conceded less goals. We have, uh, yeah. If you look at the other partnerships, obviously the Stones and Laporte at City, Alderweireld, Vertonghen at, at Spurs, Rudiger, Louise seems to be their their preferred one yeah. at Chelsea. Small and Jones for United. Arsenal play with a back three of Mustafi, someone with a really long name, Papa Pasta. Socrates, isn't it? Yeah, something yeah. like that. And then Holding there as well. And then Everton is Keane and Mina. Yeah. If you look at just how composed, if you think about aerial threats in terms of, we've got Virgil van Dijk, who's better than Virgil van Dijk in the era of all them? Like Louise, no, maybe? No, Louise isn't, doesn't come close to van Dijk. Van Dijk's the best defender in the league, without a doubt. Yeah, I think with Gomez, while he's had a brilliant start to the season, and I think he's a fantastic player and he will go on to be even better, mm. he hasn't had that bad run of form yet. I think I spoke about it on something else. He, he's a young, he's a young centre back. Maybe he won't, maybe he won't have He'll a bad run of form. Maybe he won't make mistakes. Yeah, but it happens with every young player coming through. They'll have a little spell where they make a couple of mistakes. It's how he bounces back from that. Whereas I think John Stones has had that already. He was brilliant coming through for Everton, and then he went to City. He was a bit dodgy for a while, and now he's come back. He's an experienced defender now, and he's still very good. I think Gomez is still. It's still raw, mm-hmm. and as I say, maybe maybe he won't have that bad run of form. Maybe he would just be brilliant forever. Could I'd you say that his bad run of form has been just the fact that he's got three? Well, now three bad injuries. He's had two, obviously, really, really bad ones, which have put him out for a long time, stunted his development, and now he's come back in and just shown that he that okay, I'm bouncing back, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be as good as, if not sometimes better than Virgil van Dijk in that defence because there's been games where you've sat there and gone they've targeted Joe Gomez and he's stood up to it he hasn't had a bad game this season certainly not one that I can think of there's games when he hasn't been incredible when the whole team hasn't been brilliant but like just the way he stood up to so many different types of tests, you've had fast people running at him, running at him. That striker and wingers trying to cut inside, yeah. trying to go outside of him. You have got big fellas like we've come up against Benteke, uh, Burnley, stri- Burnley strikers, um, Troy Deeney and stuff. Yeah, and they've been putting the ball up in the air, and he's be- they've been pulling on to. You tried Van Dijk, oh no, we're not having any luck there. We'll try and pull on to Gomez, and he's just stood up to every test that's been thrown at him this season. Yeah, and he's been he's been incredible. Certainly this season. Van Dijk and Gomez have been the best centre back yeah. pairing in the league, and that's shown by the fact that we've conceded the least goal. Exactly, and and it, it's his turn of pace, which is I didn't realise he had. It's his composure on the ball, I think, and we all know what Virgil Van Dijk's got. 
So we don't even need to say it. Virgil van Dijk is one of the best defenders, one of the best players in the Premier League, right? But if you're thinking about partnerships and just how well they complement each other yeah, and how do. they seem to like each other, they seem to really get on on the pitch. Gomez, seem, it must be one of them for Gomez just going, I'm learning off the best so yeah. I can be the best in the future. And, and it yeah, it, it bodes so well. Obviously, he's, he, he's out. I guess if we move straight on to the news in brief, which is Gomez's new contract, so yeah. I... Till twenty twenty four, how good? I hadn't even thought about it to be honest. Like I, I hadn't like people have been speaking about Robertson to be the next one because he he must be on nowhere near the amount of money no. that he deserves because he came in as a squad player basically and now he's he played. We'll come on to him in a minute. He's about to play his fiftieth yeah. game for us. To, to have Joe uh, Joe Gomez sign a contract, it just makes perfect sense. It, it's rewarding him. I'm sure massive people talking that he's had like a huge pay rise. Had, had, I don't want to speculate too much about that, but I'm sure it's rewarding him for mm. his work. While also the club are benefit benefiting from tying him down for to, to what 2024. That's 2024. Another, yeah. So that's another six years that we've got him for. Yeah, it just makes just makes perfect sense. That's it. And we're talking about him. We just spoke about him being that good. You don't want him to think, oh, do the club not want me here? Obviously they do. Obviously everyone loves him. He's he's got a song, you know what I mean? Yeah. And not many like Studdard mm-hmm. doesn't have a proper song, you know what I mean? And it shows down just how much the fans value him being at the club and it's just nice to see the club just go, Okay, let's preempt all this, let's just get him tied down, give him the money that he deserves as well, which is probably a big part of it. And and just securing his future clubs are gonna come in for him. The clubs big yeah. clubs are gonna come in for him and be like Hey, what, what, what's the, what's the score with him? And we'll just go. Nah, yep. he's, he's with yep. us till twenty twenty four. And if you want him, you're paying a lot of money for him. Uh, he's obviously he's got a fracture to his lower left leg, and he's facing six weeks out. That's a few fair few games that he's missing there. So he's missing Napoli tonight, Man United on the weekend. Then there's Wolves, Newcastle, Arsenal, Man City, Wolves again in the cup, Brighton, and then potentially Palace is, is due date back is for the Palace game on the nineteenth. That's that, that's the nineteenth. But if, if if that's when he's fit, I doubt he'll start that game. I think mm. it's more likely maybe he'll come on back for back for Leicester. But then it's how do you throw him in? Like we yeah. we. we He's lacking a, a lot of match fitness there. You don't know what's going to happen with Massive and Lovren in that time. They might get injured themselves. Yeah. They might both have brilliant, brilliant months, and then it's going to be half. It might be half for Gomez to displace them <laughs> of the team. Yeah, good. So it's big games in there, though. Say, oh yeah, oh, it's massive, massive games that that he, that he will be missed in. Whether it's at centre back or at right back, that's exactly. another thing about him. Yeah, you talk about how great he's been at centre back, but oh. Trent is still a kid who can't play every game, and and so is Gomez. To be yeah. fair. But then, so you need to start getting some rotation in, and Gomez is our. I, I actually think Gomez is our best right back. In terms of defensively, like when when you think about the big games, you put him in at right back because you know that he's defensively yeah. solid. And and he, it's funny because you you were talking about partnerships before with Van Dijk. He's doing it for England with a whole different setup. Yeah. He's doing it at right centre back, and he's doing it well. Uh, that was when like all the rest of the country just went, oh, yeah. this guy who is how old is he? Oh. He plays for Liverpool, does he? Yeah. And obviously they'd seen him play for us, but I don't think they realised just how calm and composed he was on the ball and how good he's yeah. going to be. Well, now he's going around the country every week and playing against all their teams yeah. and, and showing them exactly what he can do. It, yeah, he's going to be a massive miss. It but, depends how he comes back as well from this injury. Yeah. Obviously, he's come back from the other two really, really strong. Um, and I, 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 I've, I'm willing to put a bet on it that he's going to do the same this time. It's not as much of one, but... It's annoying because it didn't look that bad. The, time, the, 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 the thing that I start to think, and it's the, the the negative side of me that's thinking it, that I try and trust out as much as you can, is maybe it didn't seem like a particularly bad tackle. You see where Sahel's all the time. Yeah. It didn't seem like a massive impact when he fell. I'm not sure how he exactly did it. It was the fellow so, fell on top of his leg. Yeah. So is his leg weakened exactly. after, I, I, after the after the injuries he's had? Is it, are his leg muscles weak because he has had a few injuries over the last couple of years and he's still only young you yeah. think maybe a few years down the line as he's getting older are we going to see the negative effects from those two horrible injuries he's had only to, only time will tell that but fingers crossed he but won't. then you look at Joe Matip and he has he has like metal in his leg from all his ankle injuries and stuff doesn't he and he's he, he's we don't think about that with Joe Matip do we so you just go well who knows Um it's a bit of a weird one. I'm going to put Bailey on the spot here because we've got a, a brand new setup. Bailey, what do you think of Joe Gomez so far, mate? Are you ready for this transition, guys? Oh, bang. Oh, look at that. Yeah, what do I think of Joe Gomez? Yeah. Um, Into the mic, though, lad. Yeah. 
<laughs> right. Uh, I think to size point, I think he's I think he's arguably our best centre back mm-hmm. on his day because I think he's he can do everything that Van Dijk can do, but he does it with a a young sort of pup sort of mentality to it, and, and he's immensely fast, which I don't think I'm sure Van Dijk is very quick, but we don't see it enough from him. Whereas Gomez isn't afraid to to burst away and make the dribbling runs from defence. I think at right back, I, I prefer Trent at right back, but he's definitely our best defensive right back. But yeah. I think this is this is the, the concern for everyone when we first um, saw that he was injured was that you are losing sort of two players in one there, aren't you? With the sense of you're losing your best defensive right back and yeah. arguably your best centre back. So yeah. I think that you could talk for hours on how good the guy is. Yeah, no, uh, I hope you all enjoy that nice little side shot of the behind the scenes. I figured we'd just put it in because... Yeah. I mean, it's just it, it's pretty much us in the office today. So you're yeah. like, yeah, let's get let's get Bailey on the camera. Um, and Sai, you spoke about him before. Robertson's playing his fiftieth game if he plays against Napoli yeah, tonight, which which is mad when you think about it. When did he come in? Like mid December, about this time last year, wasn't yeah. it? It was so to play fifty games in twelve months. It's it it shows how important he is to the side. Yeah. That, like, and he's it shows how fit he is as well. That he. He hasn't looked tired. You see him in like the ninety odd minutes against Bournemouth the other day, and he's still chasing people down and trying to make things happen. Yeah, just, what a, I've ran out of things to say about him. Like, like what a what so a good. mad like year or so it's been for him. If you think he's come into this Liverpool side after like he did an interview with I can't remember who it was. It, it, it was when he was away with Scotland. Wasn't yeah, it? and it was a really really brilliant interview. Just him detailing his whole career so far, and it was so. In, I loved the man and and the way he speaks and the, the way he's so. Just you, lo- you, you want him to play for you, and and he, he was basically talking about how he's, he's come in, he's learned on the job. He's now Scotland's captain, yep. which must be massive for him. He's playing Champions League week in, week out, and he deserves. It's not like we're putting him in because we have to. No. He is one of the first names on the team sheet now, and and it's purely because there's no one better than him. I don't know who's better than him in the Premier League, oh. left back wise. No, no oh, he's the best left back in the league. Like yeah. you can talk, you can talk about Mendy, Mendy, and oh, Mendy's a player. Mendy's another one who's got injury problems that he's got that he's got to prove. But like Mendy going forwards, great, but he hasn't been tested enough defensively. Yeah. Whereas you've seen Robertson stand up to the test so many times when he's got people running at him, mm. fast wingers like you saw him. Like like I know that he's not he's not a world class, but there was the Balassi one against Everton, yeah. and he only he hadn't long come into the team, and then that that was the first game I remember. He was he he had a tricky winger up against him, and he just loved it. You could see he had a smile on his face as he was battling and, and throwing him down to the floor. And then since then he's come up against some of the best wingers in Europe. Yeah, like like he's come up against Sterling a couple of times, and, and absolutely put him on his ass, that. Like, yeah. like like I love that. Yeah. Um, and Some amazing yeah. teams, yeah. About, like, can I throw a curveball? What about Marcus Alonso? Marcus Alonso's a very, very good yeah, that's a good shout that actually in terms of his attacking ability as well, it's he gets up and, and, and he plays that left back role really, really strangely, doesn't he? He gets up there and he's always a, he's always in the middle of the box. Yeah. He does it sort of Amadino does it in a way. I don't think Chelsea fans really like Alonso. Which is mad. Yeah, like I think he gets caught out defensively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like but like he scores he scores a lot of goals, which m- most left backs don't do. Yeah. I think Robertson for all round, mm-hmm. he, like he's solid defensively and positionally as well. I think he's quite underrated yeah. for how much he gets up the pitch and puts balls into the box and runs at, runs at people. He's always where you want him to be defensively, yeah. and it it says a lot that it that doesn't get spoke about because if he's doing anything wrong, that's when it gets spoke about. Look yeah. at Moreno, like Moreno's positional sense is poor, yeah. and everyone knows it. Whereas because the, it's a it goes unnoticed because he's doing everything right. Yeah, and and his final ball, you spoke about it then, is second to none. There's been some times where you're like, how is he fit though? It's the area, it's the corridor of uncertainty, like we like to call it. Yeah. But it's hit with so much pace, so much whip that it goes. The keeper's like, oh, it's coming yeah. to me. Bang, Salah's got he the ball. He loves it first time as well, yeah. which I think's massive. Like it's so hard to uh, do. When we had uh, Milner at Milner at left back, he did a, he did a very good job there. But because he always wanted to cut into his right, yeah. it slowed everything down so much. Whereas Robertson, how many times do you see it where it comes to him and he's just the ball's in the box before you even know anything's going on? Yeah, and that's massive. That you can lose that two seconds where players are getting back into position and stuff. Yeah, where, where yeah, you hit it first time and you. It just brings that up for fifty so, games yeah. for us. I know it's to hundreds more. Exactly, and and I I don't yeah too right. I don't want to see him leave. I don't want to see. I want to see him be a part of this until he retires yeah. because he he embodies everything yeah. that you that you need. 
not just as a as a fullback, as a as a player for Liverpool yeah. Football Club. Um, as you can see, adorned on the table here, we have loads of beers by Beer Fifty Two. We did a sponsorship thing recently uh, a couple of weeks ago obviously on the podcast um, and we've been tasked with doing it again so basically every month they have a new theme and this month's theme is West Country Road Trip with loads of breweries from around Bristol basically so you've got Firebrands New England IPA Lost and Grounded Keller Pilsner and Harbour's Ellensburg Session IPA and there's a more and Lost and Grounded collaboration Dark Ale in the mixed case so if you like darker ales darker beers then get yourself the mixed case but if you like the lighter ones get yourself the light case and basically it's all documented in this helpful book right here it's it, good to book it, it is good it basically what I what I really enjoy about different beers and stuff is being able to differentiate them and they've done it all for me here like yeah. I always wanted to 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 try loads of beers when I was younger I was like right I'm going to try yeah. all these and try all these at the moment I'm just sticking with Guinness yeah. um, but it's nice to see so it tells you how hoppy it is how malty how bitter blah 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 so you can basically pick which ones you want so as a listener of our show you can get your first case for free you just have to pay five ninety five postage so you're getting eight beers all worth about three or four quid each for six pound that's definitely worth it and then all you have to do is just cancel if you, if you don't like the beers if you don't want to carry on it's just easy for you to can- cancel yeah, so basically, just get on the link below and uh, yeah, try them. We're gonna try them out. Basically, yeah. we had a look through the book and we were like, "What beers should we try?" So you've gone with uh, what one have you gone with? There? I there's have gone opener. with Paradise Blackberry Milkshake IPA. Okay, well there's your, there's your bottle opener. I've gone with the Niper Cloudy Juicy IPA because I mean I love IPAs. I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. I really, really love the hoppy beers so when it said hops I was all over it uh, and we're not going to leave Bailey out if you want to pass me the bottle opener we're going to give him the Belgian farmhouse ale which is <laughs> it was a Cornish ale that they based on a Belgian beer which uh, Corn was my favourite place in England and uh, Belgium's very nice fair, fair enough and that's 6% so that's enjoy lovely. that Bailey that's lovely so yeah Bailey's just going to come over and grab this and then uh, yeah it, 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 I, I'm being serious before when I said basically I, when I was a kid I remember just going, I just want to sample loads of different beers, loads yeah. of different ones, because, I mean, and it's hard. Sometimes you go to a bar and you think, well, I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to spend like six quid on a, on a on a bevy, but these are all little taster ones. Yeah. It, it sound like, yeah. What's that like? Yeah, I could drink that. Yeah, I could drink that all day. Yeah, it's it's it, hoppy. That's what I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're just gonna drink beers for a bit. That's what's what yours the, like, Bailey? It's nice. It's very, it's nice mix of it's a little sweeter than a normal beer. Yeah, it's like a very low hint of cinnamon. It's very nice. Yeah, well, I mean, get on it. Basically, I, I, I actually might get on this myself because I've had, I've done it before. Yeah, I've actually done it with the beer fifty two yeah. stuff. Yeah, I've actually done this and then like like before I knew about the sponsorship or anything like that. And the magazine's pretty good. I had a little flick through it before and uh, yeah. Get, get on it all basically we will be drinking these beers as we go on and probably you'll hear the sound of mmm yeah that's nice um, we'll move on anyway when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at BlueNile.com you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online choose your diamond and setting when you found the one you'll get it delivered right to your door Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great 
great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. To the first topic, which is obviously the Napoli game, sorry. Yep. So massive tonight is only a matter of hours away now. Uh, probably by the time you're watching this, it might it might even be finished. Mm. But but oh, it's massive. It's yeah. massive. So uh, how how can we go through? Is the first thing we've got written down? Yeah, yeah. We have to win, basically. So yeah, we we have to win. We've got no choice. In, like like yeah. we have to win. So Napoli are on nine points. PSG are on eight. We're on six. Red Star are on four. So if we win, let first of all let's presume the PSG beat Red Star. Yeah. We have to beat Napoli by one goal, no, no one nil, one nil. Or if they score, then they then we've got to win by two clear goals. Yeah, and so that's how we finish above Napoli. We can also go through. Red Star could beat PSG. Yeah, and so if Red Star beat PSG, then a win would see us through by finishing above above, yeah. above PSG. They they'd see, both see us second in the group. Mm-hmm. But then if if Red Star beat PSG and we beat Napoli one nil or by two clear goals, then that tops the group. Or if we lose and Red Star win, we go out of Europe completely. Completely, yeah. Which I mean, this has been a mad group, absolute mad. If you if you look at all the different groups, you're seeing people as clear winners. This is we always knew it was going to be a tough group, say when you looked at it, and then you thought, oh, okay, we could get some results. But the fact that we've had, I think our form table is win, loss, win, loss, loss, or something like that. Yeah, well, we've won both our home games. Yeah. and lost and lost and lost three away there games. You go. And and I I didn't envision the away. Obviously. Look, Napoli was a tough one. We lost in the last minutes. Um, Red Star, we got battered, and PSG. It was it was better than the other two. The PSG two one away of PSG in isolation isn't a bad result. Yeah. When the draw came out, you thought it's going to be hard mm. to get something out of that game. But the fa- after the first game, when we won, and and the way in which we won yeah, as well, great. you think, oh, we're through here. You know, we should we, we should be okay and. And, and we should be. Yeah. We no, should, we, we just we, we shouldn't be worrying about this game because, like, like we should we should have got a draw at Napoli away. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we should have beat Red Star away. And and if the, if those even if we just beat Red Star away, then we're pretty much then we're pretty much all right for tonight. That's the thing, isn't it? And and uh, the the only the only problem for me is just how tough that Napoli away was. And obviously, it's going to be a completely different thing. We played terribly that day. Like, our passing wasn't on. That, that's the worst performance I've seen on the clock for a long time. And I've said it on a, quite a few videos. Just the, the, even We had chances to break on them and the final pass wasn't on. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about Robertson before. He had a stinker, but it wasn't just him. It was every single player on the pitch couldn't get the foot on the ball. But in terms of Anfield that you're in Europe, we're, we're, we're yeah. brilliant. So... I wouldn't put it past us to just breeze through this. No, really. I, I always said as soon as the draw came out and, and I saw that it, it was Napoli, uh, us against Napoli at Anfield mm-hmm. in the last game of the group, I always thought if we need to get a result there, we will. Yeah. Like, like because it, when it comes down to just one game at Anfield, Napoli having to come, you know, it's always it's a big night. It's, you can talk about it as much as you want. Yeah. I always thought we can get that result there and I still, I still think we will. Yeah, and that, that's it. Look, we can't, we're not stupid. Napoli are a fantastic side. And Napoli are going to give us a massive, massive game tonight. But Anfield under the lights, and and it's not even that. We we are really, really solid at Anfield, and the atmosphere is going to be a massive thing, isn't it? So the the crowd is going to be up for this game. The cop, everyone's going to be stood up. And that PSG game for me, I was in the I was in the the Kenny right next to the Annie Road, and they were singing, and 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 that was the first time I've been in the Kenny, and people have been. Stood up singing. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, I think the PSG fans helped that as well because yeah. the PSG fans are absolutely fantastic. Yeah, the best were. best away fans that I've ever seen at Anfield just didn't stop singing for the whole game. Even when we scored, they just carried on singing as if nothing had happened. Yeah. I've never I've never seen that before. Like, yeah, it was br- it was brilliant from them. But I think that spares the Anfield crowd on as well. Like look at the comparison between that and the Red Star game. Yeah. And it's just Anfield. The atmosphere gets a bit flat, and then you've got you're not trying to oversing the the away fans because there is yeah. no away fans there. The Napoli fans tonight will be like the PSG fans. They'll be brilliant, be, yeah. and and they'll be sparing their team on. We've got we've got to remember that as well. But it, but they'll be sparing our our fans on, and and then our fans spare our team on. And I, I just love them European nights. Everyone getting getting in the ground early. You see the flags waving on the cop from twenty minutes half an hour before kickoff. Yeah. 
and and just the noise of the teams come out and yeah. and, and we're going on an attack and you have got the Liverpool shout. It, it's it's good. It's going to be yeah, special. Yeah, yeah. It, it always is special. It like night games at Anfield are always special to me just because of the like the atmosphere yeah. around it. I. I, I I I love love seeing it all, but three Smittens came out actually, and he basically I'll read this quote verbatim. Is that what I say? Anyway, my strongest memory is that they have a sign saying this is Anfield, and everyone was talking about it. So I was thinking it's very big, you know. I came through the tunnel and I asked, "Where's the sign?" And he said, "You missed it," and I hadn't noticed it. So in the second half, I'm looking at this small thing and asking, "Is this so special?" Football in Italy is crazy, and the people are very crazy too. So I think we're used to it. So he's obviously talking about the atmosphere. For me, it will push me to a different level. These are the nights we want to play. On the first part, talking about the sign, the fact that it's small and that that's what makes it so powerful for me. Yeah, you, it's it, it's not how big the sign is. It's the history. It's the history that 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 sign symbolizes. Like yeah. like what did he expect? Like ba- Bailey said before, like was he expecting a big flashing neon billboard yeah. saying "Welcome to <laughs> like outside the chippy or something yeah. like that? But it's, it's you know it's a, it's a sign. It means something to the players. The players uh, who've touched that. The players who've yeah. who, who've gone before the game and gone. This is gonna give me a bit of yeah. a bit of something special. And it's not about. It's just, it's just literally that. I don't know. I like that. I love yeah, it. Love I, it I, I, I'd love it when opposition players come out and say this kind of thing. Like yeah. the, the one that stands out was Nagelsmann, the Hoffenheim manager, yeah, yeah. and they absolutely shit themselves. You had city, city players and fans saying before the game, "Oh, these players have played in big atmospheres yeah. before. They won't be affected." And I've never seen an atmosphere have an effect on the game like that game. That four three. Like, no, the three nil. Oh, three nil yeah, in Champions yeah. League. They absolutely shit themselves. Yeah. And and that's that and uh, so much of that was down to the atmosphere. Obviously, the players on the pitch did play the massive part as well. Mm. But it seemed that the atmosphere had such a massive effect on that game from both sides, sparing Liverpool on and making them nervous. When when they're just setting themselves up for a fall, when players come out and say stuff like this, I know I don't think it's as bad as everyone's making it out to be. He's literally said the sign wasn't as big as I thought it was, and I missed it. And 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 that's basically it. And he's he's saying that the fans in Italy are. are are just as good as as the Liverpool fans, and I'm sure that's yeah. that's true. I like you talk about the PSG fans. That is something special. What they what they are like Liverpool away fans are special. Yeah. There is there's not many times when I've gone to an away game and I haven't sat there and gone wow. Yeah. Like just because you're constantly singing, you never sing about the opposition. You never sing. Oh, it's a it's a bad atmosphere. You yeah. sing louder because you yeah. want to make the atmosphere. Yeah. It's not about. Yeah. Shh, it's none of that. It's it, it's you going out there and proving that you're you're the best. So look, it's one of them. Fair play to Drew Smittens. He's probably. I just, seen I, I, some just I, I don't know why you why you'd say it. He's probably been asked you're it. Setting, and then, you, you're setting yourself up for a fall by by trying to like downplay downplay like the atmosphere. Or if you downplay anything about the team yeah. before the game, then you're just setting yourself up for a fall. Yeah, I know. Hopefully he is. Well, exactly, and, and Anfield's going to be rocking, absolutely rocking tonight. Um, so, Firmino's played every single European game on the club. That's thirty-three European That's games mad. and thirteen goals. When you, I was surprised when you told me that this morning. Unbelievable! From the, from, from the Europa League onto onto the two Champions League onto the two. Yeah. It's, Shows how important he is to us, doesn't and it? And that's why he came to Liverpool, isn't it? He came mm. to Liverpool to play in these massive games, and he's been an integral part. If you think, oh, who's been our most like influential player? Obviously, Firmino's there because you're thinking the way we play with him and around with him. He got us to the Champions League. Yeah. He, he like him because he played every single game. Yeah. He, he played in Hoffenheim and scored. He got the second goal, didn't he? Yeah. Away from home, and then all no, the, no, at home he scored. Was it at yeah, home yeah. and and, and yeah. Henderson squares it? No, I'm sure he. No, he Mil- not scored a penalty. Milner and Trent. Milner, Milner and Trent. Trent. Sorry, yeah. So he scored in in the in the qualifiers and then got us all yeah. the way through. What 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 a player! Th- Thirteen goals in in the European Cup. Yeah, which is just mad. The like, other one though, Salah's got thirteen and twenty. Yeah, which oh yeah. my word! Like like it. Uh, Gerard's top in yeah. Europe for Liverpool. I think he's on. It's either forty or fifty. I think it might be fifty. I think it's thirteen. A, oh, is it? Yeah. Thirty and then and then rushes on 19, and then and then rushes on fourteen. So the one goal behind Ian Rush. There you and, go. and like think of the the great European pedigree that Liverpool. I know there was a lot less games in the European Cup back then. Yeah. But even the even under the the Rafa teams, the amount of players who played a lot of games, and you got Firmino and Salah behind them. That just shows how good we are attacking. Like exactly, and I, I, a lot of that might not not skewed because it's not skewed. We 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 scored for fun last season, but like 
some of the dominations we yeah. we, we we had last season would just something special. You you're literally looking at the team. You're like before the game, you're nervous, and then it's like it's four nil. It's four. Yeah. I remember that Porto one. I was like, what's yeah. going on? Yeah. How how are we this good? And then, and then the seven nils against Maribor and Spartak, and you're thinking. Are we like? Are they not very good? But they are good in the Champions League. Well, even this game, this game last season with Spartak at home, we needed to win that game as well. Yeah, we needed to win that game as well. And look what we did. We came out and won seven nil. Seven nil. It's, it's uh, you know, I, I very much doubt it's going to be seven nil tonight. No. But it it shows that you can build yourself up for like a big nervous, uh, like a horrible nervous game. And the team probably don't feel that as much for this kind of game. It's not. It's not like knockout football. Yeah. It, it, even though it. it, it it kind of you need to win the game. It's a massive one-off game. You can put the rest of it behind you, but it isn't the same as knockout football. There's just something about it, and I don't think the team. I don't think the team will be feeling nervous. I think they'll be excited for it. Yeah, you've got you've got to be. I mean, we've got a question here from Milan at Firmino's teeth on Twitter. He says, "If Liverpool go through in the UCL, what round would you expect Liverpool to make it to?" I'll, I'll ask you first, and I'll post this to Bailey. Well, we've got we've we've got the teams. We've got the teams, haven't we? It, it, yeah, who, so. who are currently top of the group? So chances are, unless unless something a bit mad happens and Red Star beat PSG and then we win by two goals against Napoli or one 0 or whatever, then we're going to be playing a team who's finishing top of the group. Yeah, and there's some big teams finishing top. So there's either Dortmund or Madrid. Then there's Barca, Porto, either Munich or Ajax. Leon maybe Leon haven't got an awful lot of chance Man City would have to lose to Hoffenheim yeah. for that and it's, got, it's going to be tough it's not going to happen and then it's either Real Madrid or Roma it looks likely it's Real Madrid and then Juve wow so you've got Porto basically maybe uh, Ajax if ma- they maybe Ajax so, so Ajax are playing Bayern at Ajax yeah. I think it, it, either tonight or tomorrow there's a chance that Ajax, Ajax get a result there but probably Bayern hold them yeah exactly and so you've basically got Porto or the big boys like exactly and and uh, yeah yeah wow I think I think we have a chance against all of them I'll be uh, for me I'll be happy if we look get get through the round of sixteen just enjoy the ride again don't put too much pressure on on everything about it we're going for the Premier League this season for me yeah. and you know, this is the secondary this is for the fans I feel the the European stuff because it's give, it's making memories I've said on quite a bit of things but. The fact that you've gone away to so many mm. places and and look, sometimes there might be losses, but you're still travelling round yeah. with with Liverpool fans and enjoying yeah. it. Yeah, it's yeah, it's brilliant. It's, it, it's what you want. It, 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 it's exactly what you want. It, get through the groups, see what happens with the draw, and then take it from there. That's what we did last season, to exactly. be honest. Yeah, like no one expected us to like when Porto comes up. You think, yeah, we should beat them, but even then, you, you you're not taking anything for granted, and you're certainly not expecting to go and beat them five nil at five nil away in the first leg. I'd, let let's just see what happens. But as you say, the league is the most important thing yeah. for us this season. Yeah, and that's it. I mean, Bailey, what are your thoughts? Where where do you think if we do get through, where do you think we'll end up? Uh for me, so so when we we had this discussion, didn't we, on the build up for Napoli, yeah. if Getting out the groups, I think that's fine. I think that's it, it's, it'd be expected of us to at least do that. Obviously, mm-hmm. with our sort of history and what happened last season, so I, th- I think anything past the groups is fine for me. I'd I'd be more interested in playing a big team. Yeah. I, even say we come out the groups and we lose in the round of sixteen. If we lose to a to you Barcelona, Juventus, at least you've got that. But I'd like to play Real Madrid again. I'd love to play Real Madrid this season yeah. just for. Because there's so much bad blood there now, isn't there? Between, I can't be asked with that. I, really? can't, I can't be asked with that whatsoever. No Real Madrid at I'd all? I hate to play Real Madrid. Is that, but they, they, they haven't been as good as they were last season. Would you not just like to just go... I mean, it's not the final. It doesn't matter whatever result. It just means we've knocked them out. Would you not want yeah, that? Exactly. It, if you give me the option of knocking them out, yeah. But I'd hate the game. Yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd, 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 I'd hate the build-up to it and everyone would be going on about Sergio Ramos. I don't care about Sergio yeah, Ramos. Yeah. I think you make yourself look a bit small-time by, by, by properly hating Sergio Ramos, to be honest. Like, he's just he, he won the Champions League and we never. Yeah, so he's not bothered. He's not bothered what people say to him. And, and, and there'd just be so much of that about the Real Madrid thing. Even if we did knock them out, they'd say, yeah, but we beat you in the final last season. Yeah. I, I, I just couldn't be bothered with all of it. I, I think Bailey's right in terms of you want to play a big team. Like, look, Liverpool are a big team, but yeah. we've been... We're, we're on the ascendancy. We've not been at the top for a long time. We're, we're on our way back up, and you want to test it. I want to play Juve. That game is going to be so hard. I will probably lose because Juve, like, Juve are fantastic, but I really, really want them. Test yourself. And if we come out as winners against Juve, 
then 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 what? You just go look at us. Look at how good we are, and then that that should spare us on, and that should give us hope. And I I just want us to get through this group, and I, I really do think we will because we're good enough to beat Napoli. We're good enough to keep a clean sheet yeah. at home in the Champions League, and then see what happens from there. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, anyway, I want to plug something right. Um, the girls have been doing a great job, and whatever you think of the women's football, it, it's growing in, in 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 stature and 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 it's getting better. Obviously, they had the the Ballon d'Or for the women's. I don't know she got asked to work, but that's all resolved now apparently. And 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 it's one of them. The girls have been doing great work with the Liverpool FC women. That's Amy and Lauren, and they did a Christy Muddy interview. Look, she's at, she's basically the number ten for for Liverpool. Great player. Basically, she's in the Scotland World Cup team as well, or she's hoping to be. She she's definitely in the, in in the squad. So they had an interview with her, talking to her. They did talking teammate stuff. Just get over there, have a look, see what you think. They're obviously doing loads more stuff around the women's. It's something that I want to cultivate. I want to help them cultivate because. Look, it's Liverpool. At the end of the day, yeah. we cover it's every on the YouTube single. Channel. We'll put a we'll put a little card to the video. Yeah, and, uh, and the teammates one was on Twitter and stuff, wasn't yeah. it? But there is there's, a, there's an interview on YouTube as well. We'll put a little card to it there. Lauren and Amy are doing a brilliant job. Yeah, like, like, like they do so much work on every and we do on Red Men. They help with the edits and the camera work yeah. and everything. But they've, they've also got their own podcast. That they put you see how much work they put into yeah. every week. And I I don't watch an awful lot of women's football, but I still enjoy listening to their podcasts and yeah. watching the videos because because the the, the the, their personality brilliant yeah. they're, they're both very funny girls and then the interviews that they've got with some of the players as well are really really insightful yeah and they're talking about the difference between the women's and the men's game and it's, and it yeah it's, it's very good that i go and watch it yeah definitely get over there and watch it anyway i just wanted to give that a little plug because like i said they're doing really good work right topic two another big game on on the weekend we have man united side yep it's just coming thick and fast isn't it yep it's that's what you want. Yeah, that's what you want. Like, like you at the start of the month, you think, oh, there's some big games this month. We've got PSG, we've got Everton, we've got Napoli, you've got United. A couple of weeks we start playing Arsenal, Man City, yeah, and and then and then from there, hopefully back into the Champions League, and there's just constantly big games coming, and that's what it's all about. Like every game's huge. Yeah, like Burnley and Bournemouth last week were huge, and and how huge wins did they turn out to be? I know. And but but then it just puts that extra edge on it when you've got Man United coming to Anfield Sunday afternoon. Well, it's funny because the United games, the Everton games, were always all right. You're having a the season's not amounting to anything. Maybe you're out of the cup. You 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 sixth. Let's say you're yep. fifth. You, you're challenging for top four. You always had these games to look yep. forward to and just go right. We're getting up for these. This is just another big game now. Yeah. This is just another yeah. win we have to get. And yep. and I love the change in mentality of. We're better than United. Yeah. We're better than Everton. Let's just go yeah. out and beat them. Yeah, well, we're we're big favourites for this United game on Sunday. We're, like we're, so, we're four to seven, and then they're like nine to two, five to five to one in some places. So that's a big we're, like we're big favourites for this game. Yeah. I'm not too sure if I like it or not, but we, like we haven't beat them in the league since 2014. I was, was I was baffled th- when you told me that three 0 at Old Trafford when Moyes was the manager. When, like, so so it was in the in the 2013 14. Uh, Title title run like yeah, uh, and we beat them three 0 It was brilliant, get brilliant game. Well, you've got five losses and three draws down yeah. here since. Obviously, bad in the, in the Europa League. Yeah, so we we knocked them out of the Europa League. That was a win and a draw in two in two games. We beat them at Anfield, and then there was the um, Coutinho Coutinho goals and yeah. scores. So that that was a draw, but we basically won that game. Yeah, didn't we? yeah. You know they're chasing they're chasing it. Five losses. Sorry, I didn't realize that many. Like, Being poor against them, especially under Van Gaal, we just couldn't. We just didn't seem to be able to. And and these are some pretty bad United sides as yeah. well. Like we had better, we had better uh, runs than that when Ferguson was the manager, and they had these great United teams. And we probably weren't as good then yeah. as, as as we are now. Certainly for some spells, would you one? Yeah, we are due one, and and look, we're good enough to do it again. I think we. <laughs> I mean, how 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 do you want to? How do we play it? Do we do we just go all out against them? Do we kind of sit back? I, I think we're good enough to just go out there and and show them we are we are the top dog now. Um, there's been some great United games. Like yeah. I'm, I I can remember ones I've been to was the two one in the FA Cup third round. Yeah. Little flick down from Cadle to Kite. And it was literally a ball over the top. It was one one. You th- it, I think it was like seventy fifth minute or eightieth minute. I think it was eighty odd minute to go, the goal. Like, and yeah, then a long there. ball over the top. Andy Cattle down to kite, lovely volley. And I'd been getting stick. I was right next to the away fans, and we'd been getting stick all game. Yeah. Just 
just vile abuse because that's what that's what it's like and and the celebrations the the silence from yeah, their just, end there's just nothing better than that oh. is there? there's just not there's just nothing better than that silence and every, and and then you start giving it back to them it's, it's fantastic the, the first one I ever went to was also in the FA Cup actually um, I can't I can't actually remember who scored the goal the main one was where Risa broke Alan Smith's leg and there was yeah, all sorts yeah. of bad stuff about that which you know it was bad yeah, it, yeah. It, it was bad what a lot of Liverpool fans done that day but but to see us knock Man United out of the FA Cup yeah. is fantastic like. and there's been some great win if you think about the 4-1 that's 3-0 I, I, I love that 3-0 there's a moment from it I think I was on about it the other day when um, we're 3-0 up at Old Trafford and David Moyes took off Matter and brought Ferdinand on, <laughs> and just the sheer joy—that's like, haha! Like damage limitation when you're three 0 down against Liverpool or Old yeah. Trafford. You just know how much their fans will have just got absolutely fuming, yeah. absolutely furious that he's done that, and and then just like the, the sheer joy that you get from it, yeah. And, and and from what that game meant at the time as well as as you know, everyone knows what happened that season. Like, yeah, yeah. It, that was yeah, I loved that game. They've kind of fallen off a cliff edge. As of recently, but we've still got to be careful with them. They've still got a good set of players, and and that's the that's the kind of worry for me is I don't want to be too overconfident. Obviously, we're going to go through all this in the build up as well, but we may as well put our thoughts across now. Is we we do need to be quite careful. They've still got the big man Fellaini. That away game at Old Trafford last season was just horrible, yeah, like the yeah. two one. But you just saw exactly what Mourinho was doing. He he put he put them on um, on Trent. Trent had an absolute nightmare. Yeah. And you just know, like no matter what what sort of form they're in, you know that Mourinho's got that in up his sleeve to just pick a tactic, go with it, and so often it just wins him games. And it's can we sack him though? If we if we beat them by a good amount of goals, do you reckon he's gone? If we if we beat if we beat them three or four nil, then I think he could well be sacked. But because it's I'd, the changing tides, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's the fan. He's been he's been kind of making. He's been he's been playing along, plodding along. They've not been playing well, but they've been getting results. Yeah. Obviously, the Champions League one was yeah, a massive Juventus, one for the them. Come back and stuff. So. It'll be nice just for everyone to just go. Why are you playing like this against? If he parks the bus against us, which he probably oh, he will, will do in, oh, he in, will. in stretches of the game, he'll do it for the whole game. He'll, he'll, he'll do exactly what he does every time he comes to Anfield. But if he'll he does that, time from the first minute. If he does that and we still win, side frustrate the crowd. Is that yeah. it? Like it's it's. I, I would have thought it'd be a weeks ago yeah I know m- months ago because it's obvious that they're not go- going up anywhere he's coming out and moaning constantly the yeah. fans the fans, the majority of them I don't think like him very much the, the results are seem to be getting worse and worse and worse the league table is the, the league position is awful yeah. they're not getting any better under him so why haven't they sacked him yet and, and I think the only thing might be there's a clause in his contract that if he doesn't get top four then they don't have to pay him so much money That's so, so the thing, their thinking probably is the season's a write off anyway mm. So let's just wait till the end of the season. Maybe they're maybe they're already speaking to Sedan. Maybe they're even speaking to Pochettino or Tottenham yeah. or, or, or whoever they whoever they want to bring in, and then just wait until the end of the season to sack them because they've written off the season already. Well, they're still in Europe. That's 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 going to be the thing for them, isn't it? The, the Premier League's gone. They might they're still going to go for top four, but they're going now for they're going now for Europe. Surely they've got to. Is that going to be enough though? I don't know if it. it he's not winning the Champions League. Exactly. He's, he, he could win the Europa. I think, but 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 the through, the through in Europe, so they're not in the Europa League. Oh, they, probably, then, they might have even been better off going into the Europa League because yeah. it would have given them a chance to win a competition yeah. at the end of the season. I mean, it, it's one of them for them. I think if they get if they win, if they get through to the, like the quarters or the semis, I think the fans will be happy yeah. relatively with that because they've not been doing anything. Yeah. Have for a, for a while. He's got the FA Cup as well, and he's good. He's good at winning the FA Cup. He's yeah. won it a good few times, hasn't he? Well, that's the thing, Sai. So, okay, Jurgen Klopp's a better man than than Mourinho, but Klopp's not won anything at Liverpool. Mourinho has at United. What does that have any credence? Does that bear any credence for you? Yeah, it it, it, bears, it bears credence. Of course, it does. Winning trophies is, is ultimately what football at the, at the highest end is all about. Yeah, yeah. It, the, that, that's what gives you your moments and. and if you asked a lot of Man United fans what they'd rather have, go football or trophies, they'd rather have the trophies, wouldn't they? Yeah, probably, probably same for Liverpool, but it's it's the progress that you've seen under the... It, since Jürgen Klopp's come into Liverpool, they've gone up, up, yeah. up. Since Mourinho's come into Man United, they went, he had his first season, and then, and then after he won the Europa League, I think he won the Europa League and the FA Cup, or the League Cup in the same season. Mm-hmm. Since then, they've just gone down. And I know they finished second in the league last season, 
but that but that wasn't reflective of the way they played. Certainly, no. they got the results this season. They've been playing badly, but they haven't been getting the results either. And and each each year, it just seems to be dropping. Sort of more teams dropping out the game, and it, it's just a mess. But you know it's going to happen. Yeah. When it, when when you appoint Mourinho as the manager, you know that that's going to happen. You just gamble, and they're in his first or second season. He wins you the league or the Champions League. Yeah. He didn't. And now we spend the money on players that he yeah. doesn't even want, which yeah. is which which yeah. is mad. Um, yeah, it's gonna be. I I can't wait. The, this is what Liverpool supporting Liverpool is all about, isn't it? We spoke about the Napoli game. We spoke about the Liverpool game. It's it's even these smaller games now are, ma- are massive to us, and it, it, it's just the best time to be a Liverpool fan. Every time yeah. I speak about Liverpool, there's a smile on my face. Even yeah. if we lose to Napoli tonight, I'll be devastated, but there'll still be a smile yeah. on my face because we're on the up and up, like yeah. to speak about and. And then we've got United coming up. We've got this massive games. We're always every single game we're playing for something. And there's been seasons where sometimes you sit there and you don't care about the game. Yeah. You don't care. You obviously want Liverpool to win, but you don't really care about the result. Whereas that Everton game was so massive because we needed. It was first and foremost we need to be Everton. But as soon as you realise we need to keep up with City, and and that them three points have now helped us to be above City now and. It, it it it's unreal. Like, um, just an update on the beers. Really, really good. I uh, I've not I've basically lost my train of thought a few yeah. times. It is lunchtime. We are drinking, so yeah. Forgive some choppy editing anyway. But yeah, we'll move straight onto the questions. We obviously like to get all your questions in on the pod. We just like yeah, we we like answering your questions basically. So Vig Letty Julian says. Now that Liverpool are first, have they overtaken City for favourites for the title? Or are City still the favourites? Sorry. City is still the favourites. Why? Because they're a better team. They've got more experience of a title race. We've still got to go to the Etihad. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, they're a better team than us. Yeah, I, I'd say City for me, just yeah. purely because... I, I, I still think by a mile City are the favourites, and I'd rather have it that way. And the squad, the squads... Look, look, look at, they've got Riyad Mahrez, who... Like trying to work his way in the team, he's fantastic. Some yeah. of the, some I, I watched them against Chelsea, and sometimes you watch. Obviously, they didn't win that game, but some of the plays, some of the phases of play with that City team, yeah. are just unreal. That the, the passing plays, you know where exactly they want to be. They're so dangerous constantly, and Chelsea did all right. Chelsea yeah. put the bodies on the line. Aspilicueta put his body yeah. on the line quite a few times. Well, well, we've had well, we've had better results than them because we've got more points than them. Their their performances and displays have been on a different level to us. Yeah. Like like, t- teams going and you you watch the first five minutes of the game and then just turn it off because you think oh they've won here there's no point in watching this game, yeah. whereas Liverpool have had to work a lot harder which I think there's a testament to yeah and and I think that might stand us in good stead later in the season because if the going does get a bit tough for City do they know how to handle it with Liverpool breathing down the necks that's what I'd rather have City be the favourites for the title definitely like, like I, we we perform better when yeah. we're not the favourites yeah. I'd rather. Us chasing them and pip them, yeah. than us being at the top and being woody. Constantly. I, I hate that. Yeah, I, like 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 there's something really enjoyable about seeing City win and then and then us getting a win a couple of hours later and breathing down the next. Yeah. Whereas it, being on top and, and being worried about throwing that lead away, it's just horrible and I, I can't deal with that for five months of the season. No, no, I I I, I agree wholeheartedly with that. Uh, Bailey, what 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 are your thoughts on this? Do you think City are favourites still, or are we are we favourites? Uh, I definitely think City are favourites. I yeah. think you can't you can't win a league by twenty odd points and a ridiculous like a, a new tally of the Premier League record and stuff and not be favourites for a second year, especially when you've improved. Yeah. But I think that will come round and naturally bite them because they are the ones that have got the pressure. And I think as so you're saying, side they've got experience in a title race. You look everyone knows the famous Aguero, Man United to the death. That's about as close of a title race as you're gonna get. But I think they're they've come a long way since that that title race. And I think as a result of that, they've actually become quite complacent mm-hmm. in their own ability. I think that they are, you, you look at the, the reaction of the media, the reaction of City fans on Twitter and stuff, they didn't think they could be beaten this season. Yeah. They were they really expected to go and beat and they really didn't think they were going to lose a game, especially not as easily as Chelsea sort of brushed them aside. And I think that that's the difference between the title race in the past and the title race now. I think this City are self-aware. I think they know that they're a really, really good team and they should be breeze in the league with the, mm-hmm. the players and the money and the manager they've got but then you've got a team like Liverpool that are doing things so unorthodox doing things in a way the teams can't predict anymore we're not a team that are gag and pressing everyone off the park like we were last year you don't know what you're going to get out of a Liverpool yeah. team this year and that's got City scared I think 
So that's, yes. I, I, I think we're not the favourites, but like you've all said, good. I don't want to be the favourite. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Keep keep breathing down the necks and keep 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 being in around there, and hopefully it'll pay off in the end. Right. Next question. Keelan Ka says best eleven of odd shirt numbers versus even shirt numbers, uh, and in the Premier League era. So we flipped the coin. Flip the coin. I got even, and you got odd. Uh, yeah. So do you want to go through your team first? Or do you want to go one by one, and then we'll kind of go head to head? I've got a mad formation though. Okay. I'm playing four three two three two. No, no, one, no, three, two, three, two, sorry. Four, three, two, three. Three, two, three, two? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I've got, like, no wingers, but it's fine. Okay. There's still a player left. A bit, that, that, that's a bit like... No, uh, but it's a, a, bit, a goalkeeper. That sounds well. a bit like uh, Man City played against us at the Etihad last season. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So, so you've gone for an attacking line-up. Okay. I'll just, I'll just name all mine first. Basically, I've got either Rayner or Alisson. Um, yeah. Because, I mean, it's probably Alisson, but... I like Reynard as well. He did it for longer as well, didn't he? Exactly. And then Aguer, who was number five at left centre-back. Carre, 23, who was in the middle. Uh, Fabinho Tavares, number three, right centre-back. And this is just purely to get him in. Uh, then Emery Chan, number 23, in the centre-mid. Steven Gerrard, a, a young Steven Gerrard at number 17, next to him. Then on the left wing, I've got Sterling, number 31. Suarez in the middle, obviously number 7. Salah, 11 on the right wing. And then the two number nines, uh, <laughs> Torres and Firmino. Okay. You going all out for it? Oh, all out, yeah. See, I've, I, I'm strong defensively. I'm, I'm, I haven't got anywhere near as many good attackers. Probably, <laughs> it's, it's probably the number 9 and 11 doing, and, and 7. Yeah, yeah. So I've got Mignolet in goal. It was Mignolet, or I could have had Dudek in his first year at number twelve. You could have had Bogdan. Come on, Marcus Babel right back. Okay, Hippier and Van Dijk. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And Andy Robertson. Yeah, I'm gutted I didn't have Robertson. And then in midfield, I've gone. I've gone with the diamond in midfield. Mascherano, Alonso, Gerard, Coutinho. Yeah, that is that is brilliant. And then Owen and Fowler up front. <sighs> Fowler number twelve, ninety five, ninety six. Ooh, they're two good sides. I mean, yours is a lot more balanced. I feel like Sterling and Salah have to do a lot of defensive work in my side. But um, in terms of attack, like if you have Torres, Firmino up top, then you have Sterling, Suarez, Salah behind them with Gerard kind of pushing forward, and you just let Chan kind of sit deep. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, and then we obviously did uh, the bench as well. So either the other one of Rayner or Allison for me yeah. sits on the bench. Oxley Chamberlain, uh, Steve Finnan, Sacco, Vinaldum, Sturridge, and Lucas. Okay, my my bench is Duda, Risa, Hencho, Haman, Mane, Barnes, Rush. Oh, they're two good sides. Yeah. Them, we've had some good players in yeah. the past, haven't we? Let us know who you think would win that. Uh, obviously, mine's a uh, the goalkeeper, and then three two three two. What formation do you say? It's a four four two diamond. Four four two diamond. So yeah, let us know. It's a shame I've got Minule in goal. I know. I, I I I think if I had a better goalie, I'd I'd stand more of a chance. But I think Allison, Allison commanding that. Uh, that small defence that you've got with two players two two centre backs no no I've got three it's three two three two yeah but one of them's Fabinho a midfielder yeah but he, he played right back didn't he yeah. we all wanted him to play right back the other day and we've got Chan who can fill in there when Fabinho inevitably decides to run up the wing but yeah let us know who you think has the better team so moving on James Sutherland says if you could have any other manager apart from Klopp manage Liverpool who would it be Shy. Pep Guardiola why because I think he's brilliant. Is he better than Klopp? Mm, I, I wouldn't swap him. Yeah. But but looking at his record, he is. Mm -hmm. He's won everything at, at, at different clubs. I know you can you can caveat with the amount of money he's had to spend, but you've still got to do the job. Since he have had that money for years and years, yeah. And no one's created a team like he has. That's true. Barcelona were a brilliant team for years and years, but no one created a Barcelona team who dominated the whole of Europe like Pep Guardiola's team did. Yeah. I know it, it, it's the same thing. He gets a bit of luck that he's got Messi, Xavi, and Iniesta, Puyol, PK, Alves, all that, all in the prime. But still, it, like the team that he created there and the way the the way he had them playing. And then he went and done it at Bayern. He didn't win the Champions League there, but he won the, he won the league every season. And then he comes to City and he created this team that's so good to watch. Yeah, you can't argue. You can't argue with his record. And I'd love to see him manage Liverpool. To be honest. Yeah. No. It, I've got him down there as well. Bailey, have you got a have you got an answer for this one? Uh. So is this is this? What's the preface to this question? Just literally any other manager apart from Klopp. So would this be sort of post the Klopp era? Uh. Well, right now. 
Like you say, so I, wouldn't, I generally wouldn't swap. Klopp no, we're not to Klopp sacked. Klopp's gone. Klopp, Who, reti- oh. Klopp retires tomorrow. Yeah, who's going then? What, and anyone? Yeah, anyone at all. Yeah, it legitimately would have to be Guardiola. I think really? he's, he is probably the only manager that I can think of off the top of my head after a beer that yeah. uh, I think <laughs> pips Klopp. So okay. like, I can't. You guys have a lot of managers, very good managers out there, but current managers at the minute to... In terms of creating an attacking team that, that we're used to, I don't think there's anyone better than Guardiola. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. I've got a, I've got a few other shouts. I've got Diego Simeone. I just love the, his style of play, yep. his style of let's defend first for our lives, and 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 but there's still an attacking intent with it. There's still some great football being played, yep. and it, yeah, he, he's got the passion that I think that we'd enjoy on on the sidelines. Yep. I think he'd really get this club. It'd be inter- it'd be interesting manager to Liverpool because it'd be a completely change, a completely bit. Be a complete change in the style of play. Yeah, I I, I like Sarri. You know, Sarri, he's a classy man, isn't he? Yeah, he's a classy man. Uh, yeah, like he makes you like eating ciggies on the sideline. I love like, that. Like he's just he, he, he makes he makes me laugh. Like I can see Chelsea fans must love him because yeah. he comes in like he's similar to when Klopp came in. He's, he's doing things that make you laugh, but he's also got them playing a great great style of football. Yeah, that, that could bring a bit of success for them. What about Unai Emery? See it. While he's done well with Arsenal mm-hmm. and he's done well everywhere he's gone, really, yeah, I don't like him much as a person, and okay. I think that's a big thing. Yeah, no, it is a massive. Thing. Like, like, like that's why I'd like Sadi. I'd, I'd sacrifice a bit of a, a bit of quality of football. I mean, I, trophies is a different thing, but to have someone that you can believe in and you can watch the press conferences and you can see them on the touchline yeah. and think, yeah, I'm glad that man's our manager. Yeah, Emery doesn't have that for me. No, I I, I agree with that. I, I, the other the other one I've got written down is Joachim Low. For some reason, hey, look, obviously Germany haven't been great recently, but he built something. He built such a strong German side. You're watching, like, they were they were all world beaters. And I know you're just getting what you're given to an extent with international football, but they were dominant for a long period of time. And I don't know, I, I just feel like he might do a good job and he'd be picking his nose and, <laughs> like, Wiping his, his gooch constantly, it'd be mad. <laughs> what about uh, what about uh, Pochettino, a club where he can actually spend oh, some yeah. money? Well, that's uh, Pochettino's a, a big he's a thing. Fantastic manager. He'll probably. Do you reckon he'll go to United? I reckon. I hope not. Yeah, because they'll do really well with him, won't they? Yeah. And uh, like, like, he was spoke about when they signed Mourinho, and I always said I hope they get Mourinho and not Pochettino. Yeah. Because when Mourinho comes in, you know what's going to happen. There's a chance he might win the league, as I was just saying ten minutes ago. But Pochettino, I think, could really build something at Man United. He could build a side like he's built at Spurs. Like, look at the side he's built at Spurs there with players. Like, he hasn't he hasn't spent big money on names to to bring them in. He's got he's he's been good with his signings, mm. and he's got players like Son who, who he's built up. He's brought in Harry Kane. You now Harry Kane is he, he was he probably always going to be a fantastic player. But Pochettino's had a big part in his development. Like Eriksson was always a big talent, but he's turned him into one of the best players in the league. Yeah. one of the best playmakers in the world. Yeah, Deli Ali, he's brought up. Oh, he's done. Yeah. He's fantastic. He, he's made them yeah. solid in defence with Fatonga and all the BL. Yeah. yeah, he's a top, top class manager. Imagine giving him a bit of money and a bit of time at United. Yeah. Oh, that's the one thing I don't know if he'd get at United. He might get, like, it depends if the results weren't good enough. But if they're willing to put up with Mourinho, then. Man United to need up. to bring in a manager like that. They do. Like someone forward who. Forward thinking. Yeah, forward thinking who they're, gonna, who they're prepared to give a bit of time to. They're not yeah. going to, like, like they, they brought, like, three old managers they've had. Yeah. Like like David Moyes was just a stupid appointment. Mm-hmm. Look, looking back, Louis Van Gaal, it kind of made sense, but he but he was too old. Yeah, he was too old to build something. And Mourinho was just Mourinho. Yeah. Whereas you bring in a young manager like Pochettino, then you don't know what's going to happen with them. Yeah, exactly. Let us know, like I say, who you would want apart from Jurgen Klopp. Jurgen Klopp gets sacked. He gets re- he retires tomorrow. Who do you bring in? You can get anyone. Let us know. Like I say, size enjoying is is. Beard over there, I'm enjoying mine. I think Bailey's already finished his. Get on to BF52. So that's where is it? Where are we? It is BF52.com forward slash Redmen TV. Get your free case. Like I said, it's just postage and packaging to start with, and then you don't need to pay it afterwards. Get on all the free view content. It is free view week this week, so we're putting all of our stuff out. So you've listened to this. The final word for Napoli is going to be out tomorrow. Um, so you'll be final able to word see. For- uh, Bournemouth is already it's out. already out. So the around the league yeah. podcast yesterday that Bailey, Bailey and Ross did that went out but, this morning. Yeah, that went out this morning. So you were talking about Raheem Sterling. So if you if you like sort of the discussion about United and stuff that we did today, we did a lot on that. We covered the uh, the Sterling uh, situation that was 
obviously terrible. We went into that in quite a big detail. Um, and just a lot of stuff. We, the around the league, for anyone that hasn't seen it yet, it's basically, it's Ben and Rossi's show, but I filled in this week. It was his, it was Ben's birthday. Um, so it's just, any, we talk about Liverpool, obviously it's the Red Men, but this is sort of the show where we talk about the other teams in the league, sort of address European football, just to, to address things that aren't Liverpool. So take off the red tinted glasses and yeah. it's, it's always a good fun. Also, is, also yeah. with the chat about how some things might affect Liverpool in the yeah. long run as well. So yeah, yeah, it is. It's always a really good show. Yeah. You can watch it for free this week to find out what it's all about. And then we've got, we'll probably have a stat show going up. We've got the Red News Roundup going up. The newsroom where yeah. Chris is speaking to David Maddox. That's going to be boss. Like I say, get on all the women's stuff. We do loads of stuff. We're constantly busy. Uh, and it's a good week to see exactly what exactly what we do do. And, yeah. then, and then you can start your free month from there. Exactly. And if you want more of us, we're probably going to finish these beers and then carry on doing it. So if you want to see us slightly inhebriated... In- a slightly more inhebriated then uh, come over to the website we'll be doing a few more questions let's see what have we what have we got in terms of questions so we have got what would you do to have Aubrey back at Redmen what would we do we'll and tell so we've you got that. another we've got another Liverpool 11's question which is make a Liverpool 11 of captains who've captained Liverpool or the country and we're kind of talking about rotation as well so we'll be, we'll be speaking about all that over on the website so yeah get over there get watching it sign up five a month free for your first month but yeah nice one for listening everyone see you next time